0: Once upon a time, a man had a dream. From that dream, he created a place that inspired others to dream.
1: Uh, the, the downs come with the, with the not seeing the growth that you're hoping to get. Um, I think we all go through that. So we've had those moments where we're like, you know, can we do it? Can we keep going? And, and, and we get down from time to time, but we try our best to stay upbeat so that was kind of the down areas there, but you stay you stay positive through each other. That's what we've always noticed. Is she helps me?
0: Well, it's baby, and it's something I've come along for the ride, and I've enjoyed it. But ever since we've been able to have that opportunity, and we thank you so much for that, Dean, because we've met so many great people that share the passion with us. It's so nice to be in a community with people that can relate and enjoy it as much as you do, and you have that connection, and I feel like there's some really fantastic people that we've met, and that's been a real blessing. This is a podcast for those who share a passion for Disney World and are planning a magical day they can all spend together at This Happy Place.
2: Welcome to This Happy Place, As part of this podcast, we're planning a magical meetup at Disney World. At the end of this episode, you'll hear an update on the event. If you have a Disney pursuit and would like to be interviewed for this podcast, send an email to meetup at thishappy.place. Walt and Melissa of Mouse Talk have been bringing up-to-date information about Disney World through their podcast, vlogs, and live streams. They've been doing fun bracket challenges and are becoming popular guests with other live streamers. Welcome to the show, guys.
1: Thank you for having us.
2: Well, thank you. Um, So, Walt, I'll start with you. Tell us a little bit about where you guys are from and and where you live now.
1: Sure. Well, for myself, I'm born and raised in Baltimore, Maryland. I've been here my entire life. A couple of uh, commutes here and there (laughs) out of state, but for the most part, born and raised right here in Maryland. Um, Loved it my entire life, uh, everything about it. Grew up in the inner city, moved my way out to
2: the suburbs, but that's where I'm from. Okay. How about you, Melissa? Actually, I
0: was uh, born and raised in southern Maine, right on the border of New Hampshire. Ended up in Maryland uh, to go to school and actually met Walt um, through companies that we work for. And kind of a fun fact, we had a blind date. That's how we met. (laughs)
2: Ah, A blind date through your companies.
0: Yes. yes. Uh, yep. Which
2: I don't know, it might have been illegal at
1: the time. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been, but it was one of those it's fun, not that you asked, but we'll just spill it now. We um that's how we met. We um it was over the phone. Melissa would call in from time to time and I'd get her on the phone and ha- help her with whatever she needed. And one day I just asked her out over the phone and she said yes and
0: We went we, to an Oriole game. We went
1: to an, an Oriole game for our date in June, and by December of the same year, we were married. Oh, my <laughs>
2: gosh. Wow. That's and that, exciting. <laughs> and that's t-
1: almost 24 years ago now.
2: Yeah. Oh, fantastic. How many kids do you guys have? Two boys. Two boys. Yeah. We were just talking, and I know one of them, is, is he heading off to college this fall?
1: Yes. He is. Our youngest is heading off to college. That's Mason. He's heading off to college this fall. Our oldest has already graduated, and he's off to grad school.
2: Favorite. Disney Park. Favorite. Name some of your favorite attractions. I know that's hard, but uh, name a few. And then um, I'm thinking with you guys, I want to hear your one. Maybe one of your favorite Disney restaurants. Sure.
1: Well, favorite park for me is always going to be Magic Kingdom. It is the quintessential Disney park. It's it's what Disney. It's what personifies Disney. It's everything that is Disney, old and new. It's just a wonderful park. It's so magical. It's so beautiful. Whether it's early in the morning or late at night, there's nothing like Magic Kingdom. It has some of my favorite rides. It actually has my favorite ride. Speaking of rides, my favorite is Haunted Mansion, hands down. Mm -hmm. But to be honest with you, I can pick a ride at each and every one of the parks to say those are part of my favorites. At Animal Kingdom, it could be Everest or Flight of Passage. Over at Epcot, it could be Soarin' or Spaceship Earth. And over at Hollywood Studios, it could be Slinky Dog, or it could be Rock and Roller Coaster or Star Tours. Each park is, is wonderful in its own way, but Magic Kingdom just holds a special place in my heart.
2: So I suppose you have a uh, favorite restaurant. Well, and some of the parks don't have as many restaurants, so name right. one or two of your favorite restaurants. And I know I've heard you talk about mm-hmm. um, dining there before. So,
1: Absolutely. Well, it's really, for me, I'm such a picky eater, so it. it it, it's easier for me to say LaSalle is probably my favorite. Yes. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> um, best steak I've ever had. Yep. I absolutely love that place. It is extremely expensive, <laughs> but it's it is. it's well worth it. Don't get me wrong. And then to be honest with you, I'm kind of going to go the other side of the, uh, of the table here and probably either Liberty Tree Tavern, which I think I really love, or uh, Via Napoli
2: interesting so liberty, liberty tree tavern um i get a little confused is that counter service no it's table no. service mm-hmm. absolutely it's table service okay what am i thinking of oh but that's in magic kingdom right
1: that is it in magic is, kingdom
2: yes
0: Liberty
2: yeah. Square. okay okay all right well those are some good cho- uh, i'm with you on la Celier, by the way <laughs> absolutely it's a great place a i think steve's world is with us on that too I think he is. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Melissa? Favorite park, favorite attractions, and, of course, restaurants?
0: Well, as a self-proclaimed foodaholic, uh, Epcot has really kind of become my favorite park. I, there's something I love about every single park, so sometimes it's hard for me to say that and not feel guilty. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I I love Epcot just because it's it's got all the, you know... Over at, um, oh my gosh, World Showcase, just having all the different places to try different foods and cultures. I love that. I love Soren and Spaceship Earth are like some of my most favorite rides. And um, yeah, it's a foodie's dream, especially since they have so many festivals and different things when you go. Can't beat it. You just can't.
2: How about uh, some favorite attractions in some of the other parks?
0: Uh, yes, yeah, so hmm, it's probably been pretty well known on a lot of our, our podcasts and streams that I'm not a real thrill ride person, so I have a really hard time with Yeah, them. not at all. <laughs> <laughs> with anything that's roller coasters, I love the People Mover. I love, uh, of course, yeah, I mentioned the ones in, in Epcot already. I really love Toy Story Mania, mm-hmm. and the um, Alien Swirling Saucers is a new fun one. Over at Hollywood Studios. I'm anxious to see what the uh, Star Wars land is going to bring. I'm hoping that will be fun and something I can enjoy. Uh, let's see here. So Magic Kingdom. Of course, there's there's tons there. I actually can do Mine Train. And I don't mind that one. I actually like Mine Train okay. So I can do that too.
2: <laughs> yeah. Mine Train is it's n- it's more than you think it will be. and But it's a modest roller coaster. Kind of yeah. like uh, Thunder Mountain Railroad
0: it's really smooth because Thunder Mountain's really herky jerky. So I
2: can't
0: be as much, (laughs) but because mine train's so new, it's really smooth so I can handle it. It doesn't freak me out as much.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And, 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 If you said your absolute favorite restaurant, I didn't catch it. Oh, no.
0: I don't even know if I can name a favorite. That's the problem. (laughs) I actually go through all these times before I trip, and I write down every single restaurant that I want to try every single time. So it's kind of hard for me, but I really enjoyed um, actually breakfast at um, Garden Grill. And Epcot recently, we had a really good time there. The Ohana breakfast is great. I love Le Cellier, just like Walt. I love to go to a lot of the quick service restaurants and get some of the, like, I like the um, Tangerine Cafe, so I can get the Moroccan food. They have really good food, and I like to eat in Mexico, too, because usually that's places my family is not going to eat, so.
1: <laughs> it's true. We won't be thrown near those places. I
0: have to get quick service, so all good. Yep.
2: Well, um, I've never—I've heard that twice now with the the Moroccan one. It's what's the tangerine
0: what? Yeah, the Tangerine Cafe. Okay. So it's their quick service, and uh, I got the shawarma platter last time and shared it with um, my oldest son's girlfriend, and we loved it. It was great. Huh. So. <laughs>
2: Not the first person to say that. Okay, all right, another, <laughs> another place for me to try.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. No, it was really good.
1: And that's part of the issue with us, Dean. Is it's all about compromise when it comes to these foods. Places because I'm such a picky eater, kind of a plain Jane, meat and potatoes kind of guy. And Melissa is a very um, adventurous eater. She'll almost try anything, and pretty much almost likes everything. So, I mean, it's it's kind of a we have to give and take. Whereas, but she gives more than I give.
0: Yeah, but he's done a great job. I find that when we did the festival, we did food and wine for the first time last year, and he tried a lot of stuff at the booths that normally he might not try. And I guess it's good because they're smaller portions, so that helps. And if he doesn't like it, you know, I can eat it and we share and try stuff. So he's been really pretty good with that. I wouldn't force him to go to a table service experience. That's why I do the quick service or we do the food festivals because that way he can kind of branch out and try stuff, and it's it's good. Yeah,
2: okay. I think what I'm hearing is is. When it comes to rides, uh, uh, Walt is the uh, th- adventurous one, and when it comes to the food, Melissa. That's exactly right. <laughs> as funny as that
1: is, yes, absolutely, but we make it work. <laughs> Melissa, again, she gives and takes. There will be a couple of rides that she'll do that she may not want to do, but she'll do them. And Same with me when it comes to the food. It's all part of compromising to have a good time with everybody.
0: And our awesome. next trip's going to be interesting because it's for the most part, coming up this summer, it's just going to be he and I. Yeah. So it's going to be, we've already tried to figure out, okay, so which rides can you absolutely not do? <laughs> <'cause of Michael. laughs> I don't mind waiting, but does he want to go by himself? And then we're trying to figure out. So it's kind of funny. It'll be weird not having the boys with us the whole trip because they like to do the thrill rides and they'll usually go with him. So that's going to be interesting.
2: Uh, Melissa, I'm going to go back to you and say, um, when did you first go to Disney and how did you start to develop a passion for it?
0: This is almost really a joint answer for he and I, because we didn't get the opportunity to go as kids. And his Vault parents are actually the ones who planned the trip for us. And we had been married our uh, like three years, our oldest son. Now he was two and they decided to treat us all to a trip to Disney. They paid for our tickets and hotel. I think we just had to come up with airfare and spending money. And it was amazing. I think I was what, You were how old?
1: I was 27 my first time.
0: Yeah, I was like 24. I had just turned 24 because we went in September of 1998. And I just remember us walking into Magic Kingdom and seeing that castle for the first time. And it was back when you could have the the smells were coming out of the bakery. And, you know, the smellitizer was generating all those. And I was like, I felt like I was the two-year-old, like with our (laughs) son again. It was incredible. And we got bit by that bug hard.
2: So. <laughs> so that was both of you at the same time we're getting connected. Well,
0: it,
1: it was a little bit different for me, Dean. Uh, everything Melissa said was 100% correct. But when it really hit me as to how magical and amazing you know Disney is, and Melissa, knows, I think, knows where I'm going with this. That first day, we stepped into Magic Kingdom. It was early in the morning. So we got to see Main Street mm-hmm. basically empty. The smells coming out of the bakery, seeing the castle for the first time, hearing the music, walking down Main Street. Well, we went to Cinderella Castle for breakfast. So what a great way to start your first oh, ever nice. day and your first ever trip. <laughs> You're having breakfast at Cinderella Castle. Oh, man. But the thing I'll never forget about it is I had my sisters there. I had my mom and dad there, and we're all inside Cinderella Castle having breakfast. And I looked over at my mom and dad, and they were crying. And I was like, what's wrong? And they're like, nothing's wrong. That's why we're crying. <laughs> it was just <laughs> it was a great so moment nice. for them. It was like, we finally made it. We finally got to give them a great trip. And we were eating breakfast at Cinderella Castle, Walt Disney World. And it was a great day.
2: Oh, and it
1: really was the day, it was like, wow, this is amazing. And it just kind of hit us from there.
0: That's i so great. appreciative of Walt's family for that because I grew up loving everything Disney. You know, Disney movies were I was so into them, especially like The Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast, and so it was just really neat to be able to experience that because I am very close to his family and it was just really nice.
1: Originally when Mouse Talk started, um, I had been with the same job for 17 years. Um, I was laid off from the job and I was in the middle of, now they, they, they really did me well, don't get me wrong, Nice severance package and everything. So I had time off. But I was like, what am I going to do from here? And I was like, well, maybe I'll go into travel agency. (laughs) That's what I was thinking about doing because I really loved Disney at that point. I was like, I really love planning trips. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I said, well, how would I promote it? And maybe we'll do a podcast. And then we started the podcast and we tried to promote it a little bit on there. With The podcast was called Mouse Talk. That was the podcast. You're talking about the mouse. You're talking Mickey Mouse. So we started to do the podcast. The videos in YouTube came later. And that was the whole point of Mouse Talk was to talk Disney. But also to at the time, what we were hoping was to promote the travel agency. Now, obviously, that fell through and we've moved on to other things. And, and we're very happy and successful. But from there, we wanted to grow Mouse Talk. We were like, well, what are some of the other avenues, some of the other platforms we could use to make Mouse Talk not so much a household name, <laughs> but something people would know. I mean, we're never going to be the Tim Tracker. We're never going to be the Daily Woo <laughs> or any of those guys. But that's okay. But if somebody says Mouse Talk, they will be like, "Oh yeah, I, I've heard of them." That was kind of the goal. Mm-hmm. And then we got into um, from there. We did a Facebook page, mm-hmm. and then from there, we did started finally doing YouTube videos. But we were very slow with the videos, and we still kind of are. I (laughs) wish we were a little bit uh, better at it than than some of the other folks who really post all the time. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of where it was. That was the genesis at first, was just strictly to be a podcast. And we did like 92 podcasts. Wow. But then we branched it out from there so that we had different networks of people to find us. Then we added Twitter. Now we've added Instagram. So we've kind of branched out here and there to kind of make ourselves
2: a virtual
1: place that you could find us. Yeah.
2: Mm, okay. And a great name, by the way. I mean, how could you not, how could you not love Mouse Talk?
1: <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> I appreciate that. you know, and that's funny, too, because I yeah. didn't know what we were going to use for a name. We had different names, oh, this, yeah. that, and the other. I'm like, oh, my gosh, none of them sound good. And then I was <laughs> like, what about Mouse Talk? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you know we're, we're talking about the mouse,
2: blah blah, blah, what do you think? Does it sound dumb?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, it sounds fine, so we we went
2: with it. There had to be a mouse talk, and you got it, and that's what I love <laughs> yeah, <that's>,
1: absolutely <laughs> yeah that, as for ups and downs, always ups and downs uh the the downs come with the with the not seeing the growth that you're hoping to get um I think we all go through that. Uh, I know for me, I think I expect more than than Melissa does. She's very more she's much more rational and understanding that it's going to take time, whereas I'm expecting it to really just grow, grow, grow. And I need to temper my emotions. So we've had those moments where we're like, you know, can we do it? Can we keep going? And, and, And we get down from time to time. But we try our best to stay upbeat. And then, you know, you just you move on financially it, it sometimes plays a burden that's why we had to stop podcasting because it like you i'm sure okay. you know yeah it costs money to podcast it costs money it's not free yep um you know there's certain things you have to pay for to get your podcast out there yeah. and that became difficult so that was kind of the down areas there but you start you stay positive through each other right. that's what we've always noticed mm-hmm. is she helps me i help her um and that's where we do it and as for the ups Obviously, it has to be lately getting more involved with the YouTube community because we would post videos, but we never went live. Right. We would just post our videos and that was it. We didn't watch live streaming very much. We didn't ever do live streaming. And then we we tried it for a couple of times and then we got to meet you. Um, to go through the live place, which was absolutely amazing. And it's been a wonderful turn of events for us Thank you. and all the people we've met. That's probably been the high point.
0: I was just going to say that that's the highlight for me yeah. because- This is definitely Walt Walt's baby and it's something I've come along for the ride and I've enjoyed it. But ever since we've been able to have that opportunity and we thank you so much for that, Dean, because we've met so many great people that share the passion with us. I think a lot for us, some of our family and friends are like, Oh, what's the big deal? You know, why are you going to Disney again? You know, why and it's so nice to be in a community with people that can relate and enjoy it as much as you do, and you have that connection, and I feel like there's some really fantastic people that we've met and that's been a real
2: blessing. Absolutely. Yep. Thank you for saying that. You know what? I mean, to me it's just I stand I'm just in awe at the great people that have come together in the live place and just this community really. I mean, you guys are the rock stars and I'm mm-hmm. I say that, you know, like Megan, she's been very uh, mm-hmm. appreciative, but I'm like, but Megan, <laughs> you're mm-hmm. you're the rock star. This is you're the reason you're growing so fast. You're obviously doing what you should be doing. And so I feel that about you guys and you guys have had uh, a lot of growth and you're getting um, a regular uh, pace of growth and and a, and a lot of the chat is what I think is so fun about Mouse talk is the chat is just going so fast, you know. Right. <laughs> I suppose it's getting a little yeah, hard I to keep up fun. with. I love it. Yeah.
1: And that's the key for me now. I've learned to not expect to grow fast. I just now look to grow that's it. I just want to keep growing. If we're, you know, if we're posting, hopefully, what what we hope is good content. <laughs> we hope it is. <laughs> it's great uh, content. So with, with, with good content, you know, hopefully the people will come in, and we'll do our very best to make that content better and better.
2: Congratulations on getting monetized, which. I always enjoy talking to people about that. So you guys are monetized, and uh, it means you have um, over 1,000 subscribers, which you mentioned. I think you said you're in the 1,300-some range right now? Well, almost yeah. 1,300, almost 1,300. 1, and um, and 4,000 hours of watch time. So that's not an easy – that takes a long time to get to for, for most of us. So, Melissa, how has how that felt? How did that feel when you guys got monetized?
0: Oh, it was a good feeling and I know I think again like Walt was saying it was definitely more of a thrill moment for him I just enjoyed the interaction so but I was just really proud of him because he really does the bulk of the work for this he really does um, and I was just very proud that he got to that accomplishment and see all the work he puts into it and that it could pay off for him again so that just really meant a lot to me it was more the impact it had for him
2: definitely well Walt was that like a, 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 a- Great night for you, and when, when that happened,
0: it was more. I'll
1: be, I'll be honest with you; it was a very, I was very happy, but I was more relieved. I was like, "Thank goodness, <laughs> we're finally there." Yeah, <laughs> I think that's what it was more than anything else. I was very happy. You know, I sent Melissa an email. I think or yeah, something, and I did. said, "We're monetized!" Woo! <laughs> but I was more or less. You know, I I think that one of the first things I did was I looked up to to the heavens and I thanked God. And I said, "Thank you, Lord, for getting us there." Yeah. <laughs>
2: Amen. So, I'm with you 100% on that. You know. Every good thing comes from above. So yeah,
1: I agree. I mean, we say it all the time. So that's the first person we
2: thank. That's right. <laughs> we are on the same page. Um, so and thanks again. And some some of the listeners might not know I do host theliveplace.com where uh, Walt and Melissa and a lot of these great streamers that I've um, interviewed in in this happy place uh, do go live. So if you want, check it out theliveplace.com, and that's where you'll find. Walt and Melissa, who uh, they go live on Thursday nights with Mouse Talk. And then, Walt, I wanted to ask you about Tuesday nights, which is Mouse Madness. Mm-hmm. And you're doing something really cool right now there, which I, um, I love that kind of a thing. And I'll let you talk a, a little bit about Mouse Madness and your bracket challenges.
1: Well, Mouse Mad we, we've been doing bracket challenges throughout the year uh, with different episodes on Mouse Madness, whether it's villains, whether it's heroes, whether it's female characters, whether it's dining, different things. But when it comes to an actual Mouse Madness tournament, when it comes to the rise in attractions, we take it up about three notches. We put it out on our Facebook. We put it out on our YouTube. We put it out on our Twitter. And we just really promote it. And we try to get as many people to vote. And we put it all in the hands of the voters. Now, with the bracket challenges that I do during my live streams, I kind of sway the votes here and there towards <laughs> things I like,
0: but with
1: this one, it's not terrible. at all. It's yeah. truly the votes decide who wins, and it goes on for a little over a month, and the, the voting lasts for about a week for the first few rounds, and then then the voting gets less and less, and it's up to you to see who wins, and you go from 64 rides and attractions down to the final two, And then everybody votes for which ride or attraction is considered the greatest at Walt Disney World. And we're very lucky because of all the things that's grown, that has really grown. Every year we get more and more votes. Our first round matchups, we had over 2,400 votes. Over 2,400 people voted.
2: Wow.
0: Because we actually, I and mean, he didn't mention that he started doing this, what, three years ago? Yeah, I started about and three years ago. Just on Facebook with our podcast. So it's something he's been doing before we were really on the YouTube circuit. So it's been really fun.
1: Yep, And there's a lot of people that are strictly follow us on Facebook. That's Only. it. Only Facebook. They don't go to our YouTube. They don't go to our Twitter. And they wait for this every year. <laughs> really? I, mean, I mean, oh, absolutely. They're. They wait for it. This is what they wait for. They enjoy it so much. uh, I I literally have people go out to our Facebook page and they say, "When does Mouse Madness start?"
2: (laughs) (laughs) Let me ask you this, Um, and because I, I've been doing my voting on Twitter. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you take votes during your live stream, or is that already decided by the live stream? Uh,
1: We do not take them on the live stream. You you have to go out to the pages, um, to Twitter. You would go there and you would just put a comment. That's how you vote on YouTube. You go to the community channel part of, of the YouTube and you put a comment there. But on Facebook, you can actually click on the photo and it'll be a real vote. Which
0: is neat. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep.
1: Yep. Well, And it's a way to get people to go out to those social mm-hmm. media networks.
2: Right. I just want to tell every listener right now. This is fun. If you love Disney, you will love Walt and Melissa's Bracket Challenge. It is a blast. And the and the, the way they put it up, I, like I said, I've been voting on Twitter. Uh, you see a picture of both attractions. And then, of course, you get to see what other people are voting for, which is kind of fun. And it's yeah. kind of fun with some of those rides. It gets kind of like, you know, all of a sudden people are liking my votes because, man, they really want, uh, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean or, or something to win. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, unfortunately, probably my current favorite ride fell off, and only because it I think it went up against Slinky Dog Dash, which was mm-hmm. Living with the Land. I yeah, that's know. a toughie. I love that one, too. <laughs> um, so, so, Melissa, I thought it was fantastic when you and Walt were actually pitted against each other as (laughs) finalists on Disney Jeopardy with Miguel and Daniela, which they have a Disney life for me on Sunday nights. They have trivia nights. And finally, the winners of the trivia nights go to the Jeopardy night. Here you guys were against each other. What was it like going against your husband?
0: It was fun, except that I felt like I kept having blank brain. I was like, every time I, click on, I'm like I, don't I don't know. Whenever I get nervous or different have questions, I feel like my brain stops working. So I was like, I failed miserably, but it was just fun. It
1: was fun. And- <laughs> I'll tell you this: what I liked about it was, I just was hoping that it was going to bring in folks for Dean and Miguel. I yeah. was hoping that it was going to bring in, pe- pre- you know, people for them. To give them a little bit more exposure, you know, I, I didn't, I couldn't yeah. care less if I won uh-huh. or not. It oh, was yeah. just, it was fun to go up against her. But we were like, man, maybe this will help to bring in a lot of people yeah. for Dee and Miguel. Definitely.
0: It was just fun to do.
1: Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun, and Dee Hazel won.
0: Yeah, no, we always one. just play for fun. We never really <laughs> care about winning. We just love Disney, so Disney trivia is fun for us.
2: <laughs> and and Walt well, Melissa both know so much. I mean, honestly, I am never. I'm so happy. On a trivia night, when I get one right, if I get one right, <laughs> I'm like, yes.
0: <laughs> well, I think, like you were saying, the hard part is being able to type it in there for everybody else. Because oh. somehow everybody has this lightning speed to be able to get their answers in there. I know.
2: Let's talk a little bit about the Mouse Talk podcast, Walt. Um, mm-hmm. So we mentioned it before. but um, And it, I thought that you said it, that you're on hold right now. But I thought I'd seen an episode relatively recently, am I wrong? No, no, you're right.
1: Uh, It's hold on actual podcasting networks like iTunes or Roku Uh, or any of those type places. What we're doing is is we are right now recording podcasts, but we're putting them on our YouTube channel. So you'll see them. You'll see them on YouTube only. So if you were to go out to iTunes and search us right now, you wouldn't find us. The only way you'd see the podcast is through our YouTube channel.
2: Okay, well... YouTube is becoming the means anyway, and so, um, yeah, check out the Mouse Talk podcast. I will say, Walt, you guys, Melissa, very spot on with your information. If you are planning a Disney trip, um, I I just think you guys are great people to listen to, give your information. Talk a little bit about what you do talk about in your podcast.
1: Sure. Mostly what we're looking for in the podcast is, I want it to be fun. Obviously, we want it to be fun, but it's informational. Up-to-date news and events and happenings around the parks on both coasts. If we if there's news to talk about and any big events or happenings that might be going on, I think it's important that people are up to date on things that are going on. I mean, I would want to hear that information if there's a new ride that's coming out or if there's a new restaurant that's about to open or maybe there's one of my favorite rides is about to go down for a big refurbishment or, you know, maybe there's a new meet and greet that's coming out or new merchandise that might be coming out. That Oh, man, I want to know about that. Our job is to get inform everybody of the happenings of what's going on get them up to date on what's happening at disney and give them a little bit of disney to think about when they're at home
2: what do you think is this star wars thing anything or that's just that's that's no big deal right
1: (laughs) no i don't think that's a big deal at all (laughs) no (laughs) well well i don't know how big it's going to be but something tells me it's going to break some records
2: I think you're right. It sounds so amazing. In fact, I'm glad that I thought I saw or I heard something, and maybe you can confirm that. Are both rides going to be open that first August whatever in Florida, or is it just one of them?
1: It's just one for now. From what we've been hearing, it's going to be in phases, and Disney is uh, the first phase is going to have the uh, Smuggler's Run ride will be open to guests, but the Rise of the Resistance ride is not. Uh, I don't know if it's because it's not ready yet or they just want to do it in phases. It's not It's not precedent for Disney. They've done this in the past. If you remember when New Fantasyland opened, yeah. they did it in phases as well. Mine Train didn't open when New Fantasyland opened. It opened later.
2: Yeah, right. So they've done this before. And Rise of the Resistance is the one that's probably going to be the bigger, more immersive ride, correct? That is correct.
1: That looks to be the one that's going to be... Uh, what a lot of people are saying is going to be a game changer. It's even going to um, up the ante from what we have seen with Flight of Passage, which is saying something.
2: Yeah, I've seen some of the concept stuff and it just blows the mind. A half an hour multi, multi-segment multi ride.
1: <laughs> well, I think what they're saying is it's it's more of a like a 28-minute experience. I don't know that necessarily the entire 28 minutes will be a ride, Dean. I think part of it will be Uh, other aspects of it, but actual ride time could be more along the lines of 13 to 15, I think. Oh, okay. okay. But but again, that hasn't been confirmed. That's just kind of rumors of things we've read. And um, the one thing I'll say about the podcast, what we try to do, we try to do our research. We try to find the information that we're providing is accurate information. Now, we're not always spot on with it, but it's important that the information we're providing in podcasts is as accurate as you can get.
2: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, listen to Mouse Talk podcast on YouTube, and then, like you said, some of the older ones um, are all of them off of iTunes, or just. Um
1: I think they are for now, but oh. we'll we'll see about possibly getting that reversed in in time for sure. Okay. Um, again, a lot of those podcasts are obviously older podcasts, so and and they're dealing with a lot of it is dealing with news. So it would be outdated anyway. Yeah,
2: right. That's, Good point. So you check, know. check out the new ones on YouTube.
1: Absolutely. Thank you.
2: Okay. Okay. So, Melissa, let's talk a little bit about this community. And you guys both mentioned this. Um, we've been both very blessed and fortunate to connect with an incredible community of Disney enthusiasts. Um, what, have, what has that meant for you?
0: Oh my gosh, that's just kind of reawakened and re-inspired us to want to keep going. I really think that's the one thing for me that's been really, really a great experience for me. Um, I wasn't as passionate about it, I'll be honest, up front as Walt was in doing it. I enjoyed it. But when you actually get to interact with people that say they enjoy your content or like to listen to you, it Makes you feel better about what you're doing, and you want to be there for them too, and you support each other, and you just have a nice network. And I don't know, it's just made it that much better for me personally.
2: That is so well said. I'm going to ask you that same question too, Walt, because I want to I want to get your thoughts on that.
1: Well, it means a lot to have people that will support you and be there for you. And what's really come out of it more than anything else is, I think we've started to develop friendships with mm-hmm. folks, absolutely, not just about Disney and not just Mm -hmm. being uh, what I like to call um, people of, uh, what's that called?
0: Like-minded people. Well,
1: like-minded people. Well, not just like people you you pass on the street. These are friends, acquaintances, not Mm -hmm. acquaintances. These are actually becoming real friendships with people. Mm -hmm. I mean, to the point that you would want to, you know, go out to dinner with them or meet them, not Mm -hmm. just and talk other things too. It doesn't necessarily have to be Disney. Mm -hmm. But Disney is the platform that has allowed us, To meet some really genuine, incredible people, and it's something that we cherish, and and it's been it's important, and uh, we're we're very honored to to have known and met the people we have, you included, Dane. Yeah,
0: Yeah,
2: absolutely. Thank you very much. uh, And along that lines, and now I'm thinking i'm right about this are you connecting with the ever growing disney dan meetup in august
1: <laughs> we are yes yeah, <laughs> absolutely yeah we are um, we are already scheduled uh, to be meeting with dan and and steve and donna jaworski and hopefully dean miguel and Johns. absolutely mm-hmm. it's going to be a great time and that's i have to be honest as much as we're really excited about going to disney I think this one's really close to being just as making us as excited to be able to finally meet these folks Mm -hmm. who have become, uh, I'll say it, they're important. They're important in our lives. We look forward to talking to them Mm -hmm. and to be able to connect with them on a more personal basis is going to mean, it's going to mean something, I think.
0: Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to it.
2: So I'll just say, you know, you talk about these great people in this community, but you guys are really great people in this community. And I think people are looking up to you guys as being um, just solid people, people who know what they're talking about, and people that put out a very enjoyable live stream, good vlogs, good podcasts. So I really appreciate you giving me your time here. Oh, oh it's our pleasure. You. We, um,
1: you yeah, know, we, we like to tell our story to a to a point. I mean, we, I don't know. It's important that we, we want to connect with folks and, and we really enjoy this kind of stuff. And uh, we're just honored that you would pick us to, to do this.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Well, it was my pleasure. Um, where can people find you online? And you mentioned a, a number of different places you're at. So how can they find you?
1: Well, sure. Go to Twitter. Uh, if you uh, search Mouse Talk on Twitter, you'll find us there. Everything's Mouse Talk, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. If you just put in Mouse Talk, you'll find us. Uh, Facebook, I think it's. Mouse talk four one one, but everybody else is just pretty much mouse talking. We're we're all over the uh, all the social media sites, and we would appreciate the support, and we'll do our best to to support back.
2: This happy place is part of the Life Podcast Network a group of family-friendly podcasts bringing a positive message of hope and inspiration. Find us at lifepodcast.net.